You better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. Welcome, boys and ghouls, to another merry sode of Halloween is Forever. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. <laughs> These um, intros are getting more manic and uh, and dangerous. I, I think that's a really good word for it is manic. Yeah. I started doing that with my uh, my girls and I. We, we heard that song in the car and Maggie just goes, started doing it because she could only remember the first word and it sounded really sinister. Or the yeah. first line, you better watch out. You better watch out. Um, but uh, in any case, guys, I don't know if you're in the Christmas spirits. I have been just just secreting Christmas spirit for <laughs> a nigh on three weeks now. Um, we're, we're officially into mid-December. This is where we got to start the heavy hitters of Christmas horror, guys. And there is no hitter heavier than the classic from 2005 Santa's sleigh. Classic. You guys are not as enthusiastic about it as me. <laughs> I get it. Um, Meg, this was your first watch, was it? It not? was one hundred ten percent my first watch. Yes. Yeah, I snuck into the to the Zoom here a little late and heard you guys, and you were just <laughs> gushing about it. Well, I walked into it not realizing that Goldberg was in it, and that made me really excited, and yeah. then also made a lot more things make sense. Fuck you know? yes. So, like the instant. You, I started watching and I saw him. I'm like, my guard is already down because my mind's in like WWE mode. I'm like, nothing mm. is real. Everything yeah. is just silly and off the wall and exaggerated. Basically like soap opera-ish. And so mm -hmm. that's where I was at with this movie. And I'm like, I think that changed the vibe for me that I was instantly cool with it. Yeah. And listen to me. Goldberg is once and forever WCW. As a WCW loyalist, <laughs> I will not have you besmirch World Ouch, Championship bro. Wrestling by saying that Goldberg is a WWE guy. He is WCW through and through. I know Maybe, he dabbled. But, I, mean, I know he, he went over to the dark side. To? Yeah, I'm like, who I do you know, come back But to? I'm saying his run, <laughs> the legendary Goldberg run, was WCW Everyone mid sells out at some point, bro. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. He's WCW in my heart. Um, Steve, you've seen this, though, before, right? Yeah, I or saw, you saw it right when it came out, right? Yeah, I saw it originally when it came out. I believe I rented it off mail in Netflix. <laughs> nice. And I, I, we talked about it, and I remember not liking this movie. Yeah. Except I think I was incredibly drunk when yeah. I first saw it. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, I think I was like throwing up drunk, and so that. <laughs> oh just, wow. I just that probably have I mean, like that tends to ruin a point. movie watching experience. Yeah, being, right. Having yeah, alcohol yeah. poisoning. Yeah, so like, yeah, I just had that bad memory, and I've never watched Santa Slay since. Yeah, but yeah, rewatching it, yeah, this movie's a lot of fun. It's a fucking blast. Yeah. If you don't fall in love, and we'll get into it, we're not going to jump right in because we got a couple of orders of business to deal with uh, off the bat. But if you don't fall in love with this movie in the first five minutes, <laughs> we can't be friends. We honestly can't. I would, I would like to still, but we can't because we are two very different people. Um, when you get a Fran Drescher. 
when you yeah. get the likes of a Chris Kattan, and then you get Sonny Corleone himself, James Uncredited. Conn, uncredited. He wanted to have nothing to do with this. <laughs> Keep my you name t- off this. <laughs> he showed up for, he showed up for 90, he said, I got, you got 90 minutes, motherfuckers. That's what he gets. <laughs> um, it is wild, but we'll get into it, guys. We'll get into it. But we have a couple of things we got to discuss off the bat. First of all, uh, what beers do we got here? It's time to get loosey-goosey. What are we drinking? Yo, you know, it. I, I'm walking into my birthday weekend, which also late happy birthday over there to Steve because he snuck it by us December. last week. We got two December babies. I know yeah. Steve didn't even bring it up last week. So no, I, I, well, I didn't. I didn't want to, you know, cloud your judgment as far as picking movies and <laughs> like, like you are above doing a thing like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> So in in spirit of celebrating myself, I grabbed a couple bottles from work uh, to drink this weekend, and one of them was uh, Pitchline Pills from Notch. I'm finally oh, diving Ooh. into it. Beauty. So yeah, that's what I got going on. It's really nice. Yeah, and I yeah. think I've been I've had it for a little while now, but so it's holding up really nice. Nice. I love them. It, my my love for Notch Brewing is uh, is well documented. I have not ordered anything for a while though because I've had some Smith and Land stuff and I've had some other stuff from out of town and been been swapping beer. Uh, uh, um, oh, I guess kind of treasure boxes with with some friends and things like that. So I've had plenty to drink, but I do need to get another order of the Notch. Steve, what, what do you what do you got? Uh, I'm drinking much lower class. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have an O'Fallon chocolate cream cookie stout. Oh yeah, which right. which is uh like out of their so variety festive. pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. cookies. Yeah, but it, it's, it's just cookies. cookies. Yeah, they're doing a they did nice. a variety pack of like cookie tin. Yeah, and to to be fair to them, they're not doing the thing where they just dump a bunch of fucking cookies in the mash. Mm-hmm. They're doing more trying to mimic flavor yeah yeah so yeah this this one's all right there's another one in the pack that's based off an oatmeal cookie Mm -hmm. that's really good because it's like uh it has like a lot of raisin and cinnamon okay that's what i was gonna ask i feel like sometimes when people say that they have an oatmeal cookie raisins not always included Mm -hmm. and i am 100 percent through and through a raisin oatmeal cookie yeah, are superior. Same. Raisins, raisins, and everything. Listen, I don't care. I know people are opposed to the raisins. I just this afternoon got all of my dried fruit soaking in my brandy to get ready to make my <laughs> damn fruit cake. I love any and all dried fruits, uh, especially raisins. And when people, ha- I don't understand the hate for raisins. I don't get it. I think it's because people have been tricked. Yeah. So, like, I, I definitely really appreciate raisins in an oatmeal cookie. That's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. But if you give me a cookie that looks like a chocolate chip cookie with raisins, and I you expect could. it to be chocolate chips, I'm going to be mad. You're going to get all pissed <laughs> off. See, I'm, this I'm is what I do. <laughs> this is what mad. I do. If, if I'm eating anything and I get surprised with a raisin, I'm like, mm-hmm. ooh. Ooh, bonus mm. raisin. Yeah. I put raisins in my, uh, in, in my, in my stuffed peppers, in my stuffed cabbage. I go straight Hungarian, uh, really? old school, old school Hungarian style. I have never style. heard of yeah. this, but I'm very golden curious. raisins. I go golden raisins, but yeah, sure, sure. In some like braised meat dishes, especially some mm. like yeah, Central and Eastern European braised meat dishes. I fuck with some raisins, especially some it. golds. Yeah, so, dang. Um, listen, I'm team raisin all the way, guys. Unapologetically, <laughs> I'll fight. I'll fight a motherfucker. Over <laughs> um, 
I am going to, I'm going bougie as hell tonight. I've got, uh, I've got, uh, we were discussion, discussing a little Trappist Roquefort 10, uh, one of the, uh, the most kind of recognizable classic Trappist Belgian quads out there. It's a big boy. Um, yeah, sipping and sipping a Belgian quad out of a snifter. I got a fucking cardigan on. I'm just like bougie as hell right now. Like I said, <laughs> it, I think it. the belt changes you. I know it does. I wish I had one of those like long, like Cruella DeVille, Hunter S. Thompson style <laughs> cigarette hole, like cigarette <laughs> filters right now. That'd be oh sick. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Listen, I'm not ashamed to say I had one of those in college. I bought it from a smoke shop. I went through a Hunter S. Thompson phase. I think a lot of us do. I thought it was very cool <laughs> walking around with my Panama Jack hat on and my cigarette, my long cigarette, uh, my long cigarette filter. Um, but it is, it is, it is lost the animals of time so uh you know what maybe san Brink put one in my stocking this year who knows let we'll me see. let me ask something so. and just just a general thing to the world <laughs> yeah did, did they ever did anybody ever get so kind of douchey that they made an artisanal version of those for vapes like there's just a super long oh. vape rod out there. I guarantee you there is. I guarantee you there is. Because yeah. there's ones, there's so many different types of vape tools. There is going to be whatever the like 20, like 35 version of Instagram is or 2040. Mm-hmm. It is going to, there's going to be an account that's just dedicated to making fun of the stupidest pieces of like vape paraphernalia ever because <laughs> i've nostalgia. seen that doesn't exist yeah, now because i feel like that'd be a great there probably already thing does. now to yeah. do oh my god because be there's hilarious. like the uh there what was there was like an onion article a couple of years ago a few years ago that was like guy uh is obviously futuristic bounty hunter or something like that because he had like <laughs> the blue one you know this one that looks like a cigarette with blue on the end right yeah. it's like this guy is obviously a futuristic bounty hunter <laughs> and the whole thing is just like a regular guy but they were assisting he's a futuristic bounty hunter but yeah That's there's fine. that and then like the, the the gen one vapes if you recall it was like the the old 80s giant cell phone in a bag version of the vape it was like mm-hmm. it was like you were holding a fucking train whistle you know what i mean it was yeah. like huge <laughs> yeah um well i guess i mean the real original vapes vapes were the big volcano that you fucking sucked out the bag Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had to, you had to have fourteen contractor bags in your possession yeah. when you left the house in the morning, um, which is so convenient. We all know that's so convenient. Um, yeah, so let's. Oh, we had a couple of things to do. I forgot. Uh, in addition to talking about beers, believe it or not, guys. It is time to start talking about the very first showdown episode. I know it just dun, dun, seems dun. it seems like your boy just took home the belt. I know you're enjoying his reign. I know you're enjoying Mix <laughs> just looking at me with what can only be described as disdain <laughs> on her face right now. Um, but believe it or not, we're gonna have another showdown coming up here not you're too so terribly lucky far I'm down the here road. And not there, buddy. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're doing it on Zoom again. So I'm talk I got a big mouth out here because I know I'm not gonna get power bombed. Um, so we are uh, uh, we're going to talk about what we're going to do for January and we're going to go back to our standard format kicking off the new year with three options that are randomly selected from our um, from our spinner wheel uh, online here where we've put all of our suggestions, all of the things we've come up with for potential topics. We'll pick three, we'll throw it out on the social medias, and then you can decide which one we do for the month of December. Um, speaking of social media, if you choose to help us pick those topics or suggest topics or just get some 
goddamn spooky ooky shit in your social media feed, please uh, give us a follow over there at Instagram or on Instagram at Halloween is forever. We are Instagram. Uh, we uh, just go to at Instagram. Go to your go to your your phone. Say Siri. Go to Instagram. We'll be there. It'll be the first thing that comes up. I mean, there's no doubt. That's that's how it works. Um, our search engine optimization is through the fucking roof. It's it's fucking next level. Um, it's at Halloween is forever on Instagram. At Hallow Forever on Twitter, Halloween is Forever uh, podcast on Facebook, at Halloween is Forever pod at the at the the TikTokies, and then uh, Halloween is Forever pod uh, at gmail.com. If you want to change my name, you um, So Boom. let's get into the three picks uh, f- that the wheel is going to bestow. And I, honestly, I think this, this could either be a great way to start off the year, right? 2021 kind of sucked ass for a lot of folks, not quite as bad as 2020. In my humble opinion, 2022 could be an absolute fucking banger, or it could be another shit sandwich. And I really think this is going to do really in, in a lot of ways, determine maybe the rest of our lives. <laughs> so I'm 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 nervous. Let's I'm sweating a little bit. Let's set the tone tonight. Yeah, is this going to be a fucking Ghost of Mars situation, or what, oh, what's going to no. happen? Last month was totally my my Ghost of Mars month, and I'm really still upset about it, guys. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how it feels now. You know how it feels <laughs> now. You can have a little empathy you for know me, what, Meg. Though, that I'm still upset that I couldn't find. I like a record of the movie I watch, like a physical vinyl record, isn't out yeah. there, and I yeah. found one for yours. <laughs> yeah, which it was hilarious that it came out on Black Friday. Like it was a special release. That wasn't just one copy, Brian. There were like. Yeah. 10 yeah it's a gem it's a damn gem that's all there is to it um i, I imagine know, you picked i imagine you bought all of them you bought the entire inventory yeah, out for all so your friends and can, family yep no primarily just for you guys <laughs> just stacks every stacks. single christmas and birthday i'll be like got you guys something. we're all getting ghost of mars forever <laughs> and ever <laughs> oh man and you then you give it to someone it- else you should start one of those installations like did you see those guys out and I don't know if they're in LA or what where they had the entire um, basically like video store and all it was was just uh, copies of Jerry Maguire on VHS mm, yeah <laughs> and they had everyone from all over the world sending them they had something like 30,000 copies of oh Jerry Maguire gosh. on VHS and their original plan I don't know if they still did their original plan was to build like a pyramid in the desert out of like a humongous like multi-story pyramid in the desert out of yeah. copies of uh, Jerry Maguire on VHS <laughs> I don't know if they actually did it, it was pretty it was a pretty wild story sounds like I, a burning uh, man thing <laughs> yeah, it sounds yeah. like a Scientology thing, actually. That's yeah, it. and they would actually call them Jerry's. Like they stopped <laughs> yeah. calling them like copies of Jerry McGuire. They'd be like, oh, "I got thirty new Jerry's today. We got new like, Jerry's today." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wild. Um, all right. Anywho, take it away, Steve. Back to school. That almost seems appropriate for the new year. I really like that. Back to school. I mean, you could go in so many different directions yeah. with back to school. That's going to be a pretty wide open one, but I but I like it. Can we say? That for back to school, it's got to be something that's like, you know, based around a school. It can't just be like, a, there's a scene with a school in the background. You know, it can't yeah. be Halloween. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, a sc- I think that's a fair, a fair criteria. So, so would Santa's sleigh fit into back to school? Because there is a lot of 
seen no no okay i would say no it's not it, if you said back to, if you said santa's sleigh to somebody they wouldn't be like oh a group of co-eds or like you know but if you if you picked like um so here would be a better one that would be a question something like uh um oh gosh not i keep want to say prom night not prom night terror train yeah you know with mm. jamie lee curtis it's right. a school function much of it happens around this like fraternity and in the house i feel like that one might be uh, okay like you could potentially do that it's a school it's a bunch of co-eds on a you know a, like a fraternity event or something like that even right. that one though is a little bit because a little it, bit weak could, for school yeah because it only like the opening is at the school yeah but then the rest is it is on the train so they do but they talk the whole time about like oh what are you gonna do after school we're all med students they talk about how they're med Mm. students the whole time so like my point is that one's like a that is like the lower threshold in my mind Mm -hmm. you know what i mean of like what constitutes a back to school movie um however ghoulies (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> or Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College, right. um, is a great one. Or, you know, The Faculty, right? right. Something mm-hmm. like that, that makes a lot of sense. For me too. So. Cool, cool. Well, that's one. And the next one Spin here, let's see what we got. wheel. We've got a lot of fucking ones. Favorite mm. Hitchcock. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Interesting. I like I, I like a I like a favorite Hitchcock situation. One because some a couple of my favorite movies are are Hitchcock movies, and also um, there's a lot I haven't seen. A lot yeah. of, like even though mm-hmm. I like like almost everything I've seen from Hitchcock, there's a lot I haven't seen. In in this case, are we willing to? Because I mean, because Hitchcock is so early in you know what the evolution of horror is, mm-hmm. are we willing to drop a lot of the pretense of what we're allowing in? I think so. Like a like um, because like rear, you know, like a rear, rear window. window. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what I would think of. Like that rear window. I think even though it's not a, it's more of a thriller, psychological mm-hmm. thriller. Right. Is like I feel like that's that's a good one. Yeah, and then like so, like it was like a proto slasher. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. but that's the yeah yeah. The birds I would consider a for sure a horror film because mm-hmm. that's. I mean, I, I mean, think Psycho's pretty. I Psycho's pretty definitively a horror it, movie. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. trying to say it wasn't, but I'm just saying it's like. Pretty early proto slasher. Yes. It's not. It's mm-hmm. not like scary per se. With the exception, nah, not necessarily. Yeah. There's some great performances. There's creepy performances. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I get it. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think um, there's probably some Hitchcock films that that there. There definitely are some that are not horror, right? And then there's right. some that are like span the line. But listen, let's not let's not put the cart before the horse boys and girls let's wait until we we'll see if see if anybody uh this is what happens that we get people excited about a topic and then they choose that topic right they, you guys they just pick the, the ones that they can see that we're gonna fucking fight over Ooh. musical horror Whoa. films with musical themes or numbers that might be fun too all three of these would be really fun actually these are these are all listen 2022 is gonna be a fucking banger guys. i was i was i was so in for favorite Hitchcock, but now I'm all in on this one. I know. I love this theme. I mean, I honestly, I'd be really, really happy with any any of these three, but I'd be lying if I'm I said I wasn't. staying neutral on all accounts, guys. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, there's, there's a few. Phantom of the Paradise. Choose your I favorite. I mean, Rocky Horror. Yeah. Um, no, there's some good stuff there. There's, there's, there's some fantastic ones. Um, and, and, and it could even be ones that, 
ooh, now my brain's going here now a little bit. Now I'm like like Monster Club. Uh, there's a lot of good ones <laughs> that we could potentially do. Monster Club's not good. It's terrible. You guys are good, so I will not pick it, uh, but I love it. It's very charming, but I, I, in a very, very stupid fucking way. Okay, so uh, the wheel has spoken for the first um, uh, showdown episode of 2022 January showdown potential topics are back to school so that's anything that has uh, you know s- takes place in a school or s- you know heavily school themed um, favorite Hitchcock films obviously we're going to stick to uh, horror or near horror uh, horror adjacent thriller mm-hmm. type uh, type Hitchcockian no not hi- specifically Hitchcock I shouldn't say Hitchcockian because uh, then <laughs> Steve will try to convince us Beetlejuice is Hitchcockian Yes. And then, <laughs> and then, last one, uh, musical horror films. Is anything that is, of course, if it is actually a musical with musical numbers, or is heavily, you know, music influenced, or has a a, a number of of you know music uh, musical scenes in there, obviously. So uh, that's what you got to choose from. So. In the coming week, check us out on the social medias. If you haven't already, go ahead and give us a follow over there so you can help us decide what we're going to discuss for a showdown episode in January, which will be the first month, first Monday of January. Uh, actually, it won't, Brian. Oh, really? Because the first Monday will be January 3rd, and, uh, and we were talking about how we probably wouldn't be able to get it to pre- recorded in time for that. That's true. So we'll probably do it that that second Monday in January. Yeah. Great point. So we will we will we will target that uh, January tenth. Uh, yeah, the tenth of January for that showdown episode. So yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Also, you know, J- January is another one of those five week Mondays. You mm. know, five Monday months. So yeah, yeah. There's, there's plenty of space. But listen, all that means for me is I get another week with the belt. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I get another week with the belt. The belt uh, really does change people. I'm going to keep although, saying that. You know, and I think I think uh, Steve over here is trying to hold out and be like, yeah, it's a five-week month. You're going to try to go after that belt again. Hardcore. You're like, I need it. I need it. Yeah. I'm feeding. It's the precious for sure. Yeah. yeah. The the nice thing is, though, that um, actually Steve, Steve has my belt currently. Am I am I accurate in saying that? Oh. Kind of somewhere. <laughs> Bring my fucking boat. Um, we've recorded the last couple of episodes. Well, the last episode was the the showdown episode. This is our first mini-sode after that. And Steve's like, I'm not feeling good. I can't record in public. I'm, I am need to have the belt for another week. I see right through what you're fucking doing, Steve. Um, but what Brian you know what? doesn't know, what Brian doesn't know, after we're done recording, it's going to turn right into the WWF. And if you remember the time that Steve Austin threw Rock's belt off the bridge. Don't you fucking dare. Don't you dare. Uh, I just watched The Irishman the other day and all those guns at the bottom of the lake and that better not be where my belt's going. Um, or the Schuylkill River. Um, in any case, listen, despite all this shit talking, despite Steve hoarding my belt, um, I'm going to I'm gonna be horse kicking your door like the cops at 7 in the morning tomorrow morning to get my belt. Um Despite all of that, I have been a right and just and fair and kind champ to these fucking peasants by giving them a fantastic film uh, to take with you uh, and and watch this week. It is we like are I mentioned. Not worthy, Brian. <laughs> Tell me you didn't love this fucking movie. Tell oh, me you didn't great. love it. It's a blast. It. Santa Slay from two thousand five. So let's let's get into it a little bit. Um, the first thing to to note. 
it ha- it was streaming um, for free on on Tubi for the longest time. I watched it on um, on uh, uh, Fubo TV because I have a Fubo subscription to get like local channels. Um, it's streaming a lot of other places currently. You do have to pay for it. I think Peacock, on a lot of those other I outlets. I actually was able oh. to watch it for free, but I just nice. had to sign up. I didn't pay. Yeah. I didn't even have to put any card information in. But I just figured if anyone wants to watch it, oh, if you, you had can... to do the free trial on Peacock to to go download it there. I don't know. I did. They just asked for my information. Just like sign up for a Peacock account and. Yeah, they must have some free movies on there or something like that oh nice didn't know that yeah peacock peacock is free for the most part it's just like if you want to watch the premium stuff you got to pay yeah shit i didn't know that everything else is lots of commercials though lots of long commercials yeah that's what i watched it fubo i pay a goddamn subscription for and i still had to watch it with commercials Mm -hmm. so uh uh, that's a shitty service i don't know why i subscribe to it um (laughs) all i need is tubi tubi's my one once in future love um but the the director of this goddamn gem is a guy named uh david stamen stamen um this is his only directing gig (laughs) if you look at imdb he's just other staff on pretty much everything um he's like uh he he's he's scrap services i think on on every other set he's ever been on. but he's been in a bunch of high profile stuff right um but not in a high profile role from what i uh, understand he's uh what do they call that uh, that that job uh something boy what's it called best boy uh, no <laughs> what's it called what best boy no i don't best think that's boy yeah i don't yeah, think what's that's that? his job <laughs> i know but what is that i don't know what that is i, I think that's uh i think that's a camera operating position Oh, believe okay. believe i just I always remember correctly. i would see the see the 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 title you know the credits uh best boy and i'm like what the fuck's a best boy <laughs> yeah um, I, think that's, I don't know i think that's usually somebody who works on the rigging of cameras not so much ah. the actual movement of lenses or anything that's because just what i call my dog He's the best boy. You are just the best boy. Um, I wish people would call me the best boy. Um, so, so as I mentioned, the opening to this movie is fucking brilliant. It is fucking brilliant. It is so so it is star-studded. They clearly were like, okay, guys, we got to get a slam-bang start to this movie. Let's spend all of our money uh, in five minutes by just getting some some faces that people recognize. So you see right off the bat, there's this dinner scene. It's this like shitty, entitled, rich asshole family. Uh, they're all like materialistic pricks. I couldn't they're fully all... understand uh, Chris Kintan hitting on. <laughs> like I didn't know who he was related to and who he no. wasn't. Right. You there know? is absolutely so. So here's what I took from. So first of all, you, you get a Fran Drescher. Right, you get the you nanny get the yourself. Then you get a Chris Kattan. You get Mango. <laughs> you got the nanny. You got Mango. You got Rebecca Gayhart. I think Chris Kattan was supposed to be married to Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, because okay. she says something about like, oh, I, what do you want from Santa? Oh, I uh, want a a, uh, a, loyal, a faithful husband yeah, or yeah. something like that. But then he's playing. She's playing footsies with. He's playing footsies with Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher under the table. Um, you also get, like I said, Sonny Corleone himself. You get James Conn. He is completely uncredited. Yeah. Not even on IMDb. <laughs> he doesn't have anything to do with this motherfucker. I love it. Um, and then you have a couple of other tertiary um, characters that I didn't recognize that are like, they look like they're maybe perhaps twins, but they're like the young kind of daughters. And they're arguing mm. about like what type of handbag they're going to get for Christmas. And they have like this little dog on like a little throne and shit. It's just like the whole thing is just way, way over the top, way, way kind of corny tongue in cheek. And they're kind of being dicks to each other. Um, And all of a sudden, (laughs) really without 
any type of like foreshadowing like what's that news noise on the roof there's like none of that <laughs> it's just bill fucking goldberg as santa claus <laughs> down the chimney that then was a great punches entrance. his way out of the like upper part of the chimney that's exposed in the mantle and just starts absolutely fucking everybody up um he sets fran drescher's hair on fire first thing he does is punt the dog <laughs> and, and yeah. then james con james con kind of like gives him this weird like impressed approval he's like oh all right <laughs> all right nice punt nice kick um and then he just starts fucking everybody up he um he ends up like shoving like uh i think it's rebecca gerhardt's character backwards or or one of the ki- one of the daughters like one of the daughters, daughters he shoves her backwards yeah, she onto falls it. back and and her like something the i think like one of the corners of like the dog's little throne bed goes through mm-hmm. her neck <laughs> and then he sets fran drescher's hair on fire then chris Catan <laughs> does this absolutely just asinine like early 90s like i know karate move where he's like (laughs) and he like whips his arms around and then just gets just big boot fucking cane style (laughs) just backwards into like a curio cabinet and it's i blurt laugh every time i see it because it's like this chris katan's like what he's got to be five three 120 pounds soaking wet and he does this little like karate thing like you're you're about to get your ass kicked and bill goldberg who's just a monster just comes with the front blah, and kicks him like fucking charlie murphy through the fucking punts him just as hard as he punts the dog so it's so good it's so good and so, then eventually oh you go ahead so, well i was just gonna say brian what you don't know is that punisher Warzone opens basically exactly the same way <laughs> With Chris Kattan and everything. So it's coming back to us. Just, yeah, just immediate violence upon our entire family. Yeah. You'll see oh, it eventually, man. but it's it's the same thing. You go, oh, that's just, it's just Santa Slay again. Same movie. Same Santa Slay. If every movie was Santa Slay, I'd be happy. Um, I, uh, yeah, so then he, he kind of turns his, his, uh, um, James Kahn is kind of like in the background. He's just kind of like taking this all in and it's, well, he's it's been very, pinned to the table. Yes, he yeah. pinned his hands to the table with uh, like carving forks. Yeah, carving fork um, and knife for the turkey. Yeah, the <laughs> whole thing it. is very much played for laughs um, to the point where like it's like James Conn's making fun of like how dry. Hope the turkey isn't as dry as that fucking turkey from last year. Just, they're just being <laughs> dicks to each other. <laughs> And then eventually he jams a turkey leg in James Conn's mouth and then smashes his face like Joker style, yeah. uh, you know, Heath Ledger style where he makes the pencil disappear, but yeah. it's a turkey leg in his in his gullet. Um, <laughs> and it's just fucking brilliant. And then you never see any of those people besides mm-hmm. Bill Goldberg for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, right. There's no like, oh, hey, how did this family die? There's no like, oh, now we got to investigate this. It's there's like, nope, literally let's just 0.0 keep moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> yeah. It, was kind, it reminded me of uh, my Hellraiser movie from last week where it was like, <laughs> was this just shot as a teaser to get funding for it? And then they were like, it, it turns out it's the best part of the movie by far. So but. speaking of Brian... Yeah. I don't know that you picked this up. It was just something I saw, like going through the credits. Mm-hmm. The director of your Hellraiser film is thanked in the special cre- special thanks <laughs> no. of this movie. Yeah. Do you think he did this? He probably 
That's funny. Uh, either consulted or did something from an effects standpoint, I, right? That's He's what I would to. guess too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. I did not catch that. And guys, that makes sense. Though this is what. Listen, I don't believe in fate, <laughs> but I think that's what we're experiencing right now. We were destined to discuss this movie as my as my my championship of uh, 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 award to myself. Yeah. So so then, it, like I said, it just nothing ever happens after this. Although here's a couple of lines. This movie is like. Very very 2005 and if it came out in 99 you'd believe it too mm-hmm. there's tons of like very inappropriate uh, uh uh not stuff that would not hold up nor would it be like okay to put in a movie today like certain verbiage and stuff like that this one though it's definitely i mean intentionally uh a uh, uh, prejudice or racist but like the way he says it i don't understand it there's no context it's obviously played for laughs she's saying the prayer the one daughter and she goes oh she's like thank you god for this thank you god for that also thank you for not making us poor or samoan <laughs> yeah i did I not like, fully wait, understand that field. either i was like what is the time and place of that well and then that's the thing is james Conn looks at like his wife his his supposed i guess wife or whatever and kind of does this like question like why'd she say that and she just goes like no like just let it go yeah kind of like what's the deal with she doesn't like samoans and he's like wait is there any tie to the the wwe through this film do you know because i mean a lot of the wrestlers that are like super famous are samoan too so maybe it was just like a joking jab like behind the scenes job i don't know that's a good question i mean yeah goldberg was wrestling the rock in 2003 hmm but this movie came out in 2005, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah, was I mean, when was Samoa Joe big? I mean, he was right around that time. 2005, frame, right? but that's TNA, yeah. so that's not big at all. I know. <laughs> I'm just big. trying to think, like, what else would that have meant? Yeah. I guess it's just a dumb joke. It's I'm also, sure it was like yes. a dumb. Ra- someone, yeah. someone, email us though. We want to know. <laughs> yeah, we What's do. the connection there? Let's let's move on, but we want to know still. Yeah. Um, it's it's just it's such a great it's such a great opening scene, and then it cuts to this like shitty like. PowerPoint looking fucking intro screen and credit sequence at the beginning. And I just, <laughs> it's so charming. I love it. It just reminds me of a full moon feature in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, you know? Um, so, uh, so there's this mean old woman. She's, she's, you know, uh, kind of, so this goes to this deli and the main characters you, you'll kind of meet in a sec, but it's Nick and, uh, and, um, her name's Mackenzie, but she goes by Mac, but then she has a, that's her last name. Her first name is, I think it's Mary or something like yeah. that, but she calls, she calls her Mac. They call her, um, Nick calls her Mac a lot. So I'll just say Nick and Mac, but Nick and Mac work at this deli. Um, and, uh, this mean old woman dr- kind of comes in. And she's like cussing out the the deli staff, and there's a couple of funny lines. She's like arguing over. They're all kind of like, "Oh, here's this crazy old mean woman again," kind of thing. And you know, they're talking about you know Christmas is coming up, blah blah blah. Um, then uh, she's driving home, and Santa Goldberg is driving his sleigh, which flies. We establish very right. quickly it flies, not just. Santa's sleigh flies. This particular sleigh flies. We see it. But he's driving it on the road behind her and like tailgating her. And he pulls, I thought had to be a ludicrous reference out of there. But it doesn't seem to be now that I watch it again. But he does the move, bitch, get out the way. He yells it from his sleigh. But he says, get out of the way. In any case, um, he runs her off the road. 
after that, but he drives this big giant sleigh and what he calls a hell deer, which is a buffalo. That's so a, a, buff- a buffalo <laughs> pulls his sleigh. I can't remember if it's one or two buffaloes. Buffalo. It's one, it's one buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, but it's a, a buffalo pulls I kind of like that. I like that interpretation. I think it's a fun one because buffalo are cool. Yeah, like yeah. Badass. Big Tough. fucking buffalo. Yeah. It's enormous. You know, he's in the sleigh. He's got his kind of like slightly more intimidating looking like leather sandwich. Santa Claus outfits on. He's got this almost like old style, like, um, you know, Turkish kind of like Santa hat on with the fur, but it's a little bit like pointy. So he's kind of, uh, you know, kind of doing the, uh, you know, uh, old school St. Nicholas type of thing as opposed to like, you know, Santa's hat. But um, so they, like I said, they, they work in this deli. Um, Nick lives with his crazy grandpa who the whole towns think is crazy. He's kind of this like almost prepper type of guy. Their last name is Yulson. Um, again, <laughs> this is not a subtle movie, movie by any stretch of the imagination. They live, they live in Hell Township. Like you get it, right? This is yeah. like it's it's a very tongue in cheek, very on the nose type of type of movie. This movie feels like it occurs within like the Grand Theft Auto universe <laughs> because, it, like, yeah. there is so much time spent on creating fake brands, fake mm-hmm. everything, and then everything also is like a pun in some way yeah like Mm -hmm. tons of them the deli is called heaven sent and it's sent as in smells there's yeah and like (laughs) in the scene that we're just talking about now like nick is watching something on tv that is some sort of advertisement for a football game or or a hockey game or something and it's presented by like some asian hooker.com or something like that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) And this is a very Canadian movie, we should say, by the way. Like everything, it clearly takes place in Canada. Um, I think in um, somewhere in like, it was in Winnipeg, because in that at the end they show like on Um, the map or whatever. Anyway, it definitely takes place in Canada. Well, Um, does it take place in Canada or is it in the States, but filmed in Canada? Because it's for sure filmed in Canada. No, I think because they even, they make a couple of references that made me suggest that it was actually in Canada, because okay. because first of all, Bill Goldberg's Bill Goldberg at the end. There's no such thing as a spoiler alert here. Yeah. There's no real fucking story. <laughs> um, Bill Goldberg, uh, Santa at the end is flying out of wherever he was supposedly at incognito, mm-hmm. and he's flying from some Canadian city to another Canadian yeah, city. Yeah, he's going to Winnipeg, I believe. But yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm 90% sure it's supposed to be supposed to take place in no you know what context I have clues, proof definitely... nope, nope 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 I got proof I just remembered Let's... I have proof Let's... again if okay. we're not doing spoilers <laughs> all right yeah uh, Dave Thomas's character yeah when they find his body is impaled yeah. on a flagpole it's an American flag you're fucking right. It is an American flag. Well done. Well done. Yeah. So apparently it does. But the whole sensibility of the movie is very Canadian. Mm-hmm. They they talk about hockey multiple times. Yeah. Curling. Um, yeah. Curl. Yes. Curling for Christ's sake. Like it is a very <laughs> Canadian movie. So for them, Dave to Thomas suggest, is in it. <laughs> Dave Thomas is in it for God's sakes. Like if there's anything, could nothing could be more Canadian than this movie. Chris Kattan's Canadian. I'm pretty sure. Snowmobiles. Um, <laughs> snowmobiles. All the most Canadian shit. Anyway, also Grandpa's Robert Culp, which is great. Um, he, you know, he's a cl- he's been in fuck he, and anything in the eighties and nineties. I feel like Robert Culp is one of those guys who at least was on an episode of every single fucking show in the world. Um, so he's got this like underground surveillance bunker. 
and it's he's very mysterious about the whole thing. Um, you, you you learn more about it later. It's not really consequential at this point, but they just keep cutting to Santa Goldberg, which is the best part of the movie. Just walking around fucking terrorizing people and and building and just whatever. Right? He sticks a candy cane in a guy's eye. Um, it's it's fantastic. Also, <laughs> I laughed. This is the type of movie it is. If I haven't fully communicated this yet as they're walking up the stairs from the bunker grandpa farts in nick's face yeah i, I, mean, oh, I love I, I love nothing more than somebody farting in somebody else's face i made a point um, to like note that they did a fart joke and i was like you yeah. don't see that I, that's it's i think it, it's the layers that this movie is <laughs> it's just gold it's just fucking gold i love it um you would so say Santa it's almost t- the tip of the gold berg <laughs> you need to fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> giving me shit about puns uh, that was a good one that was a good one I'm not gonna lie I wish I thought of it um, so Santa um, uh, I'm sorry uh, Grandpa te- you know kind of tells Nick about his time you know working for Santa um, and he's got this big kind of book of claws he calls it which is, has been passed down through the generations of their family they go into a full stop motion a really shitty but really charming fun stop motion um, animation segment where he explains that Jesus and and Satan, uh, or I'm sorry, Jesus and Santa Claus are are the only immaculate conceptions in history, and and Jesus, of course, <laughs> the Son of God. Santa is the son of Satan, uh, which is such a great, like, so simple, yeah. so simple, yeah. guys. Why haven't we thought about that before? Um, <laughs> But uh, he, he kind of gives them the lore at this point. Um, they, they really uh, worked hard to develop the backstory there, though, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's yeah. thorough. Yes, they wrote the shit out of this movie. Like, it, I mean, there's some stuff that doesn't make any goddamn sense. But, like, overall, it just, I, they tried. They tried their ass off. And I appreciate the uh, the uh, attention to detail. Um, so so Mac shows up to to Nick and his grand or to his grandpa's house where Nick is. She brings some leftover Wolverine because uh, her father is, like, a hardcore <laughs> hunter gun nut kind of guy, uh, which becomes a reoccurring theme and, and shows up later on. Um Dave Thomas as the pastor is fucking brilliant. I love Dave <laughs> Thomas so much. I have an absolute, like I could watch Strange Brew, the movie Strange Brew with Dave Thomas and Rick Moranis uh, over and over and over. I fucking love that movie. And Dave Thomas just absolutely kills me. He's one of those guys that just, he could say anything and I would laugh. Um, but he's this kind of like um, just rat shit uh pastor who is um you know super crooked uh you know he 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 kind of like goes and preaches on the pulpit but then spends you know all the the money from the collection you know at the strip club and you know all this type of stuff he's like this really unscrupulous pastor um they go into this strip club scene and oh this actually steve makes a lot of sense with your your GTA comparison because so much of this movie is scored by original music right uh, much of which is about what's happening on the screen yeah it's so fantastic <laughs> yeah if it's, if it's it. not some sort of like Christmas themed like punk song yeah then it, yeah it's about what's happening right on the screen it's just <laughs> yeah. and it's all like pop punk kind of yeah. stuff too um so they they're in the strip club, um, and the, like I said, the song during this scene that reminded me is just fucking wild. But um, there's this big fight scene where Santa shows up. First of all, he shows up. He tries to valet his his 
sleigh with the <laughs> buffalo, uh, which is fine. Um, but he goes into the strip club. Um, he starts, you know, immediately, you know, like fighting everybody. All these guys who are at the strip club come up, beats the shit out of all of them. Um, at one point, he goes to grab the actual, like, one of the stripper poles to pull apart and beat somebody with. <laughs> He is grossed out by the the I guess germs that I would be on the stripper pole. Be hilarious. <laughs> he I... stops and like gets a little spray bottle of cleaner. He's wearing gloves, by the way. Right. This little spray bottle of cleaner wipes down the stripper pole before he takes it off and beats somebody, and then eventually electrocutes a person to death by sticking it up in a light fixture while they're holding on to it. But Which I, I thought um, that was probably the most creative like way to kill somebody in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I mean, you could tell they definitely there was like a lot more like kind of fight choreography associated with that than any other point, you know, in the movie. Um, there's a scene with a with a big round table where Goldberg's taking on like three guys at once. And there's this whole I mean, Goldberg obviously is like a fucking, you know, world class athlete. So he, like he's and he's fucking giant. Right? right. So like he like the scene, the 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 fight sequence isn't amazing but like he's just a fucking monster so it's like fun to watch him uh you know watch him fucking throw tables around and toss people and shit so uh yeah stop (laughs) sanitizing the stripper pole is a great gag (laughs) um so he seems like he's gonna spare the actual dancers but then he pulls pulls like a coal like a piece of coal out from his pocket and like blows on it till it starts to glow red and then throws it and it sets the place on fire and assumingly <laughs> like traps everybody inside. Um, and then he comes back out and the, the, his sleigh pulls up as like, you know, from the valet presumably, but the Buffalo has eaten the valet yeah. and like Bart, like burps out his hat. <laughs> yeah. And then he like, just like, he's like about super it. proud. He's, he's like, like super yeah, proud of it. Nice like job, good job. Bud. Yeah. yeah, you gotta love like it, this has like the perfect mix of like cartoony shit, yeah, and like that's cartoony shit because like when the buffalo gets like the buffalo takes off with the valet and he just yeah. kind of prat falls into the into the sleigh <laughs> and takes off. You go, <laughs> and then you know it comes back and it's like, yeah, that's like cartoony shit. But then you know there is a little bit of I don't know. It's it, the movie's not scary at all. This is something that no, you could no, show. No, not even a little mm-hmm. bit scary. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. it wasn't, if it wasn't for like the racism and the other things, you could show this to kids. But <laughs> yeah, the, there's some goriness to it, yeah. and stuff like that. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's certainly not a scary movie by any stretch of the imagination. Goldberg is absolutely like an anti-hero. Like you, you want to see him on screen fucking people up and doing wacky stuff, basically. I, I, right? I feel like if you're comfortable with your child watching wrestling, then they probably are okay to watch this. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I it's think, not too far off. But let's say Attitude Era, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. Attitude. If you're comfortable having them watch Attitude Era, WWE, yeah. they'd be good to watch this movie. Yeah, for sure. I always That's what I always ask is, is, is WWSD. <laughs> what would Sable do? If Sable would do it, then it's good. For, it's good for this. What would it, what would what would Wildman Mark Marrow do? <laughs> would he would he be on this? Then yes, absolutely. Um, so I, I should say also that at this point, like this this whole kind of stop motion. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, never mind. We'll go. We'll get back to it because it comes back around the next time. Um, this whole stop motion animation. I forgot to kind of explain. It's essentially like what they're telling is, yeah, the the history of you know how Santa Claus is is. Uh, you know, son of Satan and all this stuff. But also they explain this kind of like devil went down to Georgia type scenario between like this angel and Satan. 
and it's curling and it's i'm going to try to put you know here's a, a, a you know a hole to hell i'm going to uh uh you know throw my curling stone and whoever's closer if the the angel wins then santa has to stop being evil and be nice to kids for a thousand years mm-hmm. um if the archangel wins then I don't fucking remember. It's inconsequential, but it's basically something like, oh, say, you know, see, he gets his soul or something like that. (laughs) Um, Of course, the angel wins. So Santa has been nice for a thousand years. That thousand years ends on Christmas Day this year. Right. (laughs) So so that's what's kind of happening here. I should probably have mentioned earlier. Um, But uh, so so the old man, uh, you know, kind of outsmarts him is the way that he gets to it. So, um, you know, because he actually like. Uh, go, you know, Satan being or Santa rather, who's who's like all like arrogant, slides the stone right up to the edge, and then the uh, uh, the angel comes in and hits his and knocks it in and is right on the edge and wins. So, um, there's one of these. <laughs> this is a great fucking scene. Again, totally inconsequential. Um, they're like, there's just a family. You just zoom in. Hey, you're you're at home with this family, and. The uh, kids are like, looks like they're like twin brothers yeah. or around the same age brothers. And they're like, let's open the motherfucking presents. Like they're just being assholes. <laughs> like just, Can you want fucking the, gifts, grandma? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, grandma, the grandpa's like, what's going on? They open the presents and there is, I guess they're bombs. Yeah. And it blows their oh, kids' yeah. heads off. Literally blows their heads off. And they're just sitting there with like charred like neck stumps. Again, Daffy Duck cartoon shit. Yeah, yeah it really is. Like you expect them to like look under the kitchen sink and there's like a, a you know an animal under there eating all the garbage going it's a living or something <laughs> like it's so cartoonish <laughs> i fucking love it um so they blow the kids heads off for the present they never say santa did this you just have to assume you know what i mean mm-hmm. that that's what happens um yeah who and brought then, the presents who brought the presents yeah. santa did well, okay no. brian you had to understand this <laughs> yeah yeah but they never like Santa's go like they real. never cut to like goldberg outside the window going like <laughs> right you know it's just like well um, i think yeah. no i think the, i think the mom in that scene says let's see what santa brought you he, yeah, you're yeah. right. She does and say then, that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you don't need Goldberg to be there, but it's just it's it, it reminds me a lot of um, the Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah, where they all get that, all yeah. the bunk ass gifts. Yeah, <laughs> and they just like cut into the house to all these like little vignettes of like families yeah. discovering the shit. Yeah. yeah, I wish I wish they did more of those. Oh, of like if it was just a half hour of those, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> if it was just like Goldberg, just like everyone sitting around like saying dinner, and then Goldberg just like starts fucking you know jackknife, <laughs> you know power bombing people and fucking doing like hanging vertical suplexes and fucking all that. Or no, wait, wait. His finisher was the spear, but then he also did the. Was it called the jackknife? It was called the jackknife. Yeah, but it wasn't a jackknife. Or no, power no, it was the it was Jack like Hammer. A, it was the Jack Hammer. Jack Hammer. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hammer. That's right. I was say, Hammer. It was. <laughs> it was like a hanging vertical suplex that he like spun sideways basically mm-hmm. into like a crossbody kind of thing. Anyway, I want to I want to see this right now. But I really? also yeah, no, well yeah, I want to see this. I think that's I'm with you. I I yeah. think I need to go on YouTube after this and 110% just find a sequence of him doing all of his finishers just like an hour For those of, of you, so here's the thing. I am just assuming that everyone who listens to this podcast knows well and good who Bill Goldberg is, which is probably not fair to say. Uh, I just assume everyone in the world is very familiar with like 90s, early 2000s WCW. Um, so 
Bill Kohlberg was basically like supposed to be like WCW's answer to like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, that's his, they tried mm-hmm. to hype him up in the same way, but they did it in a very unique way where it was like for months, months and months, they would roll out these fucking jobbers and 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 Goldberg would walk in and it would literally be like eight second fucking match or like you know they'd be mm-hmm. like 90 seconds long he would go in they would have the fucking brooklyn brawler or some bullshit <laughs> over there and then he would he, goldberg would spear them flex scream pick them up <laughs> jackhammer <laughs> pin that was it done and, and yeah. he won like however many like a fucking 90 matches in a row and that was the whole thing is like the streak the streak and that was how they got him over that's how they they ramped up his mm. his his rise was this kind of like gauntlet almost thing where like every thursday nitro Goldberg was going to beat some jobber in 90 seconds for like <laughs> eight months it was wild uh, but we fucking loved it I feel um, like he kind of even look lo- like Stone Cold a little bit because yeah, yeah, he's bald. He wears just a black tight. Just not as much toot or like care. I feel like um, personality, but no, I feel like they kind of did the same thing with Brock Lesnar a bit too. So if anyone mm-hmm. newer, like I, if you kind of think about what they do with him, that's that's like what they did with Brock totally, yeah, totally. Lesnar, so. You're right on both counts. He doesn't have a quarter of the of the ring presence or charisma. Goldberg like. Mm-hmm. He can barely cut a promo. He's nowhere. <laughs> I mean, he's no Steve. He's no Steve Austin. He's just a face but and a body. I feel like almost he's a like fucking he need, jack. He needed yeah. a manager like yeah. a, totally the whole time. He's yeah. an ex football player. Like he yeah. was. He played in the NFL. Like he's a, that's. He's just a big fucking jack bald guy. Yeah. They did, they the, did the same things with like both Goldberg and Brock Lesnar too. Is in that they would find the biggest guys they had, and then mm-hmm. like have. Goldberg and Lesnar do feats of strength against those giant guys. So like <laughs> yeah, the big yeah. show was in WCW at the time. Right. And like it, it's the most impressive thing to see Bill Goldberg give him the jackhammer because he picks Dude, him up over wild. his head and it's like, holy he shit. Does. He literally yeah. hangs yeah. him too. Yeah. And I remember when like we watch like we you'd be playing like a WCW video game and we like d- like Thunder. I don't know if you remember Thunder. Mm-hmm. Like I still remember all the intros <laughs> from all the you remember when you do the character select screen and you hover it over it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they this, cut like a shitty to, promo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to this day, me and my me and my friend Brian, like we played that game religiously. When we were a kid. We'll text each other an entire <laughs> promo. Like I'll just on a Wednesday afternoon, I'll just text him. I will literally text him, "Hey man, this is Alex Wright, the German. <laughs> and if you want to know what the Germans are about, then pick me, and you'll have a hell of a victory. I promise." And then he'll send me back, and then he'll send me back Jim the Anvil Nighthearts, which was. <laughs> Hey, you gotta pick the anvil, baby, because there's no way, no way that anybody could be an anvil. You ever seen the anvil drop? I tell him, pow, pow. <laughs> Literally, Conan, everyone. That's we, 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 we have all of them memorized. Um, so, my love for WCW in the 90s Steve. goes very deep. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, but anyway, we play that game and he, we, you know, I, I don't even know if they called him the big show. He was like he was Paul Wright at the time. I think he was right? Paul just White. the giant. Yeah, the giant Paul White yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And when you do the jackknife tomb, you'd be like, oh, that looks so stupid and unrealistic. Then you look at the clip and you're like, no, that's fucking yeah, that's what fucking he crazy. Did to him. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> um, so undying love for Bill Goldberg still. Um, so uh, in, in any case, he's just walking around town just fucking people up. And that's the best part of him of it by far. Um, I really love this. Dave Thomas, they just do this little clip 
of Dave Thomas, again, from the pulpit. He's the pastor, and he's talking about, you know, the senseless tragedy, you know, of all the sinners at the at Gold Diggers, which is the, the strip club. And he's like, even though they were, and he was there, but right. of course the congregation doesn't <laughs> know that. But he's like, you know, even though they were sinners and lost souls, they were part of our community and they deserve our, you know, sympathy or whatever. And he starts rattling off all the names of the strippers that were killed. <laughs> and they're all puns. Every one of them. You could tell he just sat down and wrote some stripper puns. Yeah. Um, back, and I'm not even going to spoil it. Back to, back you have to GTA, one. you know, yeah, yeah, world. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also yeah, full on spo- flop sweating in, <laughs> as he's doing all this. <laughs> he's dripping sweat. Oh, I love that fucking seed. Um, so he, um, so anyway, Goldberg comes in, he kills the deli owner. There's a funny scene where he's closed. The deli owner is, is Jewish and that's like a big, you know, very stereotypical. It's like a big part of his character or whatever. And he's like throwing shit at him and they're fighting and all this stuff. And he eventually uh, pins. First of all, he dives through the deli counter, yeah. which is a great, mm-hmm. great stunt. I would wonder, I think Goldberg did his own stunts for this. I think he did a lot would, of them at least. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, he. I mean, he's obviously he's an athlete, but he fucking threw himself through this telly counter, um, and then eventually pins him to the wall with a menorah through his throat, or I'd, one of the candles of the menorah through. His I throat. thought it was like kind of funny, and I don't know if they were trying to like pull this like weird uh, like vampire ish thing where they're like, here, I'm going to show you my star of David, and maybe that'll like detract ward you off yeah, yeah. Like, he pulls yeah. out he pulls out his necklace with the star David. And he tries to like he's like flash it in his eyes. He's no. like, fuck you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I love that after he kills the deli owner, he just goes over, gets a bowl, starts eating coleslaw. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> he does. just starts eating coleslaw. Oh, man. Um, and then you get this quick cameo that has is completely inconsequential with, uh, I forgot to write his name down. I know his name. Tiny I can't Lister. remember. It's Tiny Lister, who just passed away last year, didn't he? Um, oh, might have been last year, but the- it is recent, yeah. Yeah, in the last couple of years, um, famous, most famous for a lot of different things, but probably most recognizable is Debo in Friday, mm-hmm. um, and and, uh, and and some of the other Friday. He does he plays Friday, and it was does also, he come back around? Um, I don't know if he ag- no, ever no, no, no. comes back around on Friday, but no, he doesn't. He's only because then because uh, Terry Crews yeah. plays him in Friday after next, and Debo isn't in next Friday because right. it's the Joker brothers. I know a lot about the Friday franchise, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the, the cops show up, they find the deli owner. Actually, um, Nick finds the deli owner. The cops show up, you know, they start cracking jokes immediately, like all of these like anti-Semitic jokes. There, uh, There's a, a group of Hasidic Jews walking up the sidewalk and um, that's very stereotypical, you know, with the kind of garb and everything. And he even goes as far as to say, hey, go question those Amish guys out there. (laughs) There's a bunch of of really, really tasteless gags. It's really bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I love the cops when they come in. This is the type of this, this, this summarizes the movie in a lot of ways. When the cops come in, one of them's like six, four and one of them's like five foot. Yeah. They like got two (laughs) super tall guy and a super short guy. Um, So did you feel like, Um, did you feel like the super tall guy was trying to channel Bruce Campbell in any way? I could see that he was definitely trying to be the smart out yeah. cop. You know, there was like the dumbass. The short guy was kind of be like the doofus, right. and he was trying to be like the the smart alecky, like a Bill Murray ish type of type of cop. Just something in his delivery. Like if you listen to yeah. his cadence and everything, it just sound it sounded like Bruce Campbell to me. And I'm like, 
<laughs> he, he probably was trying to mimic. Yeah. I mean, how many people have tried to mimic Bruce right. Campbell? Um, but uh, I, I like I love this part not because it's a funny gag, but just because it's so poorly executed. They go out to the to the cop car after they put you know everybody in the car, and there is a um, a, a little uh, message. You know, it says like Hell Township Police or whatever on the on the side of the car, and then there's a little th- quote that says, um, "Crime doesn't stand a chance in Hell," and it is literally looks like somebody wrote that on a piece of like construction paper and taped it to the car. <laughs> like it just looks so unbelievably bad. But it was also uh, written with crayon. Like uh, yeah, yeah, it really looks so <laughs> bad. It's like somebody printed it on their like inkjet and then like just cut it out and taped it to the car so santa kills all the <laughs> eventually goes and he goes to the police station kills all the cops and nick and and matt and mac are driving down the road and they get pulled over by the cop car and then santa gets out of the cop car he he's the one who pulls them over just to go back for a second so like yeah he santa chases nick to the police station and then kills all the police did you notice that when Santa's leaving the police station and there's all the bodies on the ground and stuff. There's the one body that he's taken the time to do the outline of. No. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't even yeah, see there's, that. There's one body he's done the outline, but he's done it with scotch tape or masking tape. <laughs> masking tape, like yeah. painter's tape. And yeah. then there's, there's an outline of a Santa hat like next to the body. <laughs> it's so cartoonish <laughs> and silly. <laughs> Yeah, it's literally Looney Tunes yeah. shit. Um, and then, uh, so they they see it's it's him. They take off. Goldberg chases down the truck, the pickup truck. They're in Max Dad's pickup truck. Jumps in the bed of the truck. They try to shake him off by like you know slamming on the brakes and accelerating. Goldberg falls backwards. He does the like karate, like eighties karate, flip yourself up from your back to your feet thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm like six times in this movie like it's his go-to fucking move right, so it's the wrestler's move anymore every every wrestler in the world has to do a kip up to like you yeah. know be like oh i'm powered back up here i come <laughs> no matter what i only think of like eddie guerrero though mm-hmm. <laughs> whenever, whenever people do that but yeah goldberg i mean it's pretty impressive i mean he does it with the fucking full ass santa costume right. on and stuff but he does it way too many times um and uh eventually they presumably shoot him in the face with a shotgun which just knocks him out of the truck but there's no flesh wounds no. involved here um he's just like completely no he's like completely no sells it he sits up right no. immediately <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's basically like somebody just like stood behind him like on all fours and somebody pushed him over their back you know but it's but he got blasted in the face with a shotgun so uh they escape back to the bunker it's like two hours until christmas is over at this point so like if we can survive until the end of christmas then his like powers go away or something like that they don't really do a great job explaining it but um santa shows up and uh and just fucks up a bunch of carolers um before getting into the house eventually into the bunker um and they escape through this secret passageway where santa where we're um grandpa has like snowmobiles waiting and you get some dialogue between so you know Santa Goldberg comes around the side of the house and they get this like kind of almost showdown thing where like Santa Goldberg obviously knows who grandpa is and uh, he is kind of like save yourselves one of the snowmobiles won't work and then 
Santa Goldberg just runs him down with the sleigh very unceremoniously, <laughs> just like runs his ass down from behind and then goes, oh, Santa got run over by a reindeer, <laughs> <laughs> which is one of the better puns. But there's a million was, of those yeah, in the yeah. movie. This movie was great for that. But then we get the snowmobile slash sleigh chase uh, as Santa throws exploding presents, <laughs> like little gift that wrapped like grenades almost he's throwing, <laughs> um, which is a great scene. And they there's a bunch of explosions like it's actually a really fun yeah, it, chase scene. It's full of practical explosions and yeah. a real stunt team on snowmobiles. Like that yeah, is they're doing fucking big snowmobile jumps. The one he launches over the car and lands on another car yeah. is sick. Yeah. Um, which is weird because then later, and this is coming up really quick here, actually, um, I, I mean, we'll just get to it right now. Um, he, they eventually, um, uh, go into like the town square where the pastor is leading like a, a chorus of bells and there's like a little like town square Christmas festival happening. And after that, you turn around, there's a, the Christmas trees on fire and they do CG yeah. Fire. Yeah. And I'm like, why did you do CG fire? You just did all those fucking explosions in the trees earlier. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it was just something that got added in late earlier, right? Uh, or later, rather. Yeah. But um, I love that the buffalo, the hell deer, has a red glowing nose. Like he's like he's Rudolph, <laughs> the, the hell deer. Um, I actually just noticed that the first time that watch this this watch. Here's my next favorite line of the movie. Dave Thomas, when he realizes that. Santa is coming down to attack them and is heading right for all of them. And they all start, you know, scattering. He shoves a bunch of the bell players out of the way. It just goes, move it, you skanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like, so unnecessary. He, it's so good. He finally just <laughs> drops all pretense that he's any kind of good person. <laughs> move it, you skanks. He's shoving people out of the way. <laughs> I love Dave Thomas, um, and then he ends up landing in the sn- in the in the um, in the sleigh, and Santa gives him a fucking old uh, you know uh, uh, hot shot style smack, you know punch in the f- backhand punch in the face, and knocks him out. Um, so uh, at this point, um, there's there's a whole kind of couple of series of chases uh, that are in here, including just lots of puns like. Um, there's a one scene where he's kind of doing a, 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 a almost a almost like the scene from Jurassic Park with the Raptors in the kitchen kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's the it's Mac and Nick and they're in there and they're kind of trying to hide and sneak around in this like library or it looks like an archive of some sort. Well, it's the it's it's school library. Yes, yes, it is the library. You're yeah. right. But it's almost like it's in the basement. I don't yeah. know why I had it. In my yeah, head. it just it's looks like shitty. <laughs> yeah. In any case, Goldberg, uh, Santa Goldberg has lost his sleeves at this point. Like you could tell he <laughs> hated wearing sleeves so hard. So now he's got his guns out. He's uh, he's saying a bunch of puns. And um, he his one is he pulls up um, a copy of A Christmas Carol and goes, Christmas can sure scare the dickens out of people. <laughs> Which maybe so, this is what Gary Tunnicliffe is being thanked for. Because, again, you can remember the dickens tie ins from Hellraiser yeah. Judgment. <laughs> yes. That's clearly true. he had a hand in or that. Maybe, I mean, I will... Or maybe Hellraiser Judgment is just doing a reference to Santa Slay. That's true, because it was after yeah, this, right? Yeah. It was after yeah. this. We're talking, yeah, we're talking 2018 right. versus uh, 20, uh, 2005. Yeah. So. 13 years later, uh, Gary can't get over Santa's sleigh in, in the one time he sent an email about doing a makeup effect. <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's canonical. I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hold to that. Um, and also I love the scene of like, he tries to, doesn't he try to like shine a flashlight or something in his face? <laughs> oh yes. Cause so after this, they kind of open up from the library into a skating to the hockey rink right. because the library and the hockey rink are always adjacent. Right. Um, but they go out there and he has a light, tries to shine a flashlight into Santa Goldberg's face. And he goes, I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula. <laughs> 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 and I thought to myself, how much better would it be if he said Dracula yeah. instead of Dracula? <laughs> <laughs> so much better. I'm not fucking Dracula. Um, so, um, yeah, now they're on an ice rink. I mean, just kind of inexplicably. Um, and the ghost of Grandpa shows up. Apparently, he is the 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 archangel. You kind of knew that was coming, right? There's not, like I said, there's not spoilers in this movie. It's all pretty predictable. But um, he apparently he gave up his immortality for the love of his wife that's kind of again inconsequential but that's kind of how they how they uh kind of explain it um santa goldberg um, reads nick's letter this part was confusing and maybe i missed something but santa goldberg so they go basically go like the archangel grandpa is he's he's dead Mm -hmm. right but he's back as an angel and he's like uh you know we finally meet again the archangel blah 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 and he's like yeah, that's why I moved to Hell Township, you know, so I'd be mm-hmm. easy to find so we could have our, you know, final showdown or whatever. Or, you know, you could find me when the thousand years is up. But then Santa Goldberg goes into like explaining how he found them, yeah. which was Nick writing a Christmas, uh, I'm sorry, a letter to Santa when he was a kid. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. how he found them. Yeah. And it's like, I thought you just said you wanted him to find you you know what i mean like i i, I was confused by well maybe whether- he, he wanted to know it would be him by giving him so many very clear clues like oh yeah when Sa- santa comes back he's gonna want to go to hell but yeah. so it's like i'm gonna go there and then he knew his his grandson would write to him so i think i could i get where the confusion is but i could kind of see a little bit of the like a to b and y but they weren't very descriptive on so I, i'll give you that but didn't it seem like nick and grandpa were both kind of like like grandpa was a little upset that nick wrote that letter and nick was a little like embarrassed or ashamed that he led them to him well led him to them nick was embarrassed hmm. because he Earlier in the movie, he had talked about how he never got any of the gifts that he wanted for Christmas. The only thing he yeah. got was a shitty easy bake oven. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then it's revealed in the letter that he actually asked for that easy bake oven. Right. So that's what he's embarrassed yeah. about. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I remember. I remember that part, but I just I remember there was kind of like a disconnect. Of like, wait, you wanted him to find you, or you yeah. didn't want yeah, to it, find it, you? Yeah, it plays a little rough, but I think Meg's right in the fact that like there's just a number of clues that were given to to lead Santa to the, uh, the grandpa. Yeah. It's, I mean, again, it's not, uh, it's not going to make any goddamn difference in this movie. Like this is not what you're here for, but I just thought that was interesting. I think we're just going after debates to figure Like we're we're definitely reaching right now. I want my (laughs) scripts tighter. (laughs) Um, they they do the whole curling thing again, you know, and, uh, you know, so this time uh, Grandpa goes first and then Santa just grabs Grandpa, throws his ass in the hole, <laughs> just like a very unceremoniously, just slides him up there. And then the clock strikes, you know, you know, not 
not the clock, but it, uh, Nick has like this clock that the deli owner gave him and it tells him, you know, Christmas is over in whatever time zone that the North Pole is supposed to be. But then San- uh, Santa Goldberg does this thing where he's like, you dumbasses don't know about time zones. <laughs> he, like, does this fucking, he does this thing about like, actually, the North Pole is where all the time zones uh, uh, collide so or converge. So I say when Christmas is over and then they're like, Apparently he's bluffing at this point, which you later find out, but it's just so fucking dumb. I mean, hey, um, if we would have had the clock that the um what is it? Matt some the deli guy. Yeah. If yeah, we yeah, would yeah. have had the clock that he gifted him, then we would have known this. We could have called him out, we could have gone and figured out ASAP. Well he you know? did. That was the thing. He did oh. have the clock. Yeah. Oh he had yeah, it. That's with how him? he knew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah okay. that's how it's he like, knew. Bullshit. Yeah. He was basing it on Greenwich Mean Time, which is the the prime meridian. But then Santa's like, it just ends when I say it ends. But the thing is, it doesn't end when you say it ends. It ends when the day's over, yeah. which is like the last, you know, it's it'll finish yeah. 24 hours. <laughs> like, just because just because um, even if the times the time zones are constructed by man. Right. That too. <laughs> you know I mean? like, yeah, like time zones aren't a real thing in nature. No, like nature doesn't care about time zones. When the day is over, the day is yeah. over. You don't, it doesn't stop time because your clock reads something different. Um, but in any case, it's a, it's a dumbass part, but it's, you know, it suits the rest of the movie. Um, and then, and then Nick shoots a flaming chestnut into Santa's, uh, chest out of this, like, chestnut roaster slash nutcracker thing that that his grandpa was creating and then does a uh the pun is he says something about a chestnut i think it's, that's he all he says he, i think he just says a chestnut yeah. yeah yeah it's it's like they couldn't even come up with a goofy line to like illustrate the pun they just were like that's a pun. And then they just moved on. Yeah. I guess D's Nuts wasn't popular enough in 2005. <laughs> yeah. so. The best thing would have been better if he was like, hey, Santa, you like tapes or CDs? Yeah. <laughs> <That'd been the laughs> he would have still that been was... on 8-tracks. Yeah, probably. Um, so uh, at this point, Grandpa... So I love that the chestnut like knocks Santa down, like down and out for a period of time, while a shotgun blast to the face was not not a big right. deal. Um, but uh, so um, Santa, or I'm sorry, uh, Grandpa had just been like hanging on the edge of the the pit to hell. Uh, so they kind of save him. Um, Dave Thomas uh, wakes up and is getting hit with a, and then gets hit with a comically fake hammer. It's just beautiful. I mean, it's the most Looney Tunes ish thing in the world. He wakes up and Santa just has like this rubber mallet and just smacks him on the head. Like if birds would have flew around his head, it wouldn't have been hardly any more comical. Um, Santa bails, you know, he gets help from, uh, um, Santa bails and then Nick gets help from Mac's family who's having like a stag party slash like hanging out and shooting things with guns I think and they decide <laughs> you know they kind of talk them into like hey if you shoot a, a deer uh, you know you want to shoot a, a flying deer it's like a very rare thing and they're all like all horned up to shoot a flying deer <laughs> so um, they were Max, as fuck. yeah Mac's dad eventually blows up this buffalo with a bazooka <laughs> which again Another, Another Punisher, um, War Zone. Punisher War Zone reference. <laughs> um, and I love my favorite part of this was that the bazooka was bought by with cigarette points. Yeah. <laughs> from the from his friend. 
who is basically he's the character from South Park yeah. um, that's friends with Uncle Jim or whatever right. um, Ned or I think his yeah, name's Ned, Ned right yeah. on South Park yeah he's basically Ned from uh, from South Park um yeah, so spiraling towards the end here, Dave Thomas gets impaled on a flagpole. That's how we know it's an American movie um, <laughs> or it's set in America. Um, and they think they killed Santa at this point, obviously. So, you know, Mac and Nick finally, you know, make out. And then Santa Goldberg gets uh, on a plane. He's kind of dressed in like biker garb. He's kind of incognito and he's on his way back to the North Pole. Um, the original music during the credits is mm. wonderful. <laughs> um, it's about like, it's like Santa is a bad guy now he's a biker going to the north pole like it's seriously yeah. just like reliving the end of the movie yeah. and the whole time i'm watching this movie i remember the first time i was watching it i was like there are so few wrestling references why aren't you doing anything goldberg you know yeah and then finally at post credit sequence you do get goldberg looking santa goldberg looking at his naughty nice list and says who's next <laughs> so you do get a little bit of satisfaction mm -hmm. there with the with the with the uh the goldberg reference but it's just the absolute dumbest fucking so this and 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 jack frost are just the two like schlockiest stupidest christmas horror movies that i could just watch five times a year and never get sick of them mm -hmm. um but no, I it's a blessing. It. That was good. That was that was fun. That got me into the Christmas spirit, Brian. You just what I needed. <laughs> I to put me needed. over the edge. You needed a little eggnog. You needed a little Santa sleigh. <laughs> now you go watch uh, Jack Frost. You know we're we're good yeah. to go. So I'm glad that it was a success. I feel like I feel like you know this was a fairly kind one. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? I didn't. It wasn't uninvited. Um, your you know bar is pretty low, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, no, we did head of the family, right? Was, we did head of the family. Good. We yeah. did uninvited. None of them were uh, were fucking. What's the shitty band Cradle movie of that Fear? Steve gave us? Cradle. None of them were Cradle <laughs> of Fear. So I just want to be on the record that. One of us has a reputation for being a sadomasochist, and one of us has a reputation for watching fun movies. You've you've only That's done it's a it's a slim ratio. You've done two to one fun to bad, and I I maintain that un uh, uh, uninvited is blast. <laughs> that cat noise fucking grind my ears out. Um, <laughs> you just you just hate the lazy head. Yeah, this makes me crazy. <laughs> But I still gave you guys Tokyo Gore Police. I mean, come on. You did. You <laughs> Very did. true. Very That's true. true. That's true. Well, any other final thoughts on Santa's sleigh? I, I, I am still perplexed by the relationship between Nick and Mac of why mm -hmm. Nick never just gets it that she's yeah. that she's into him. <laughs> yeah, I get the feeling because there's not a lot explained about their no. relationship besides the fact that they're definitely both into each other, but Nick is like really clueless with any matters of romance. That's kind of like how I took it. like an emotional teenage boy though. Like he was just so blinded by his like, I don't know, like frustrations with like his grandpa. Yeah. He's and, too like, angsty yeah. to realize she likes mm -hmm. him. But he's yeah. angsty over Christmas, you know, right. like that's what this is all about. <laughs> like it's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's definitely a very surface level relationship. <laughs> I don't, like, I've, 
I don't know if I missed it. I did appreciate when she gave him the gun that turned into the act, the figure, which I thought the was really... The Transformer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that was yeah. actually really funny. <laughs> this reminded me as well, what other movie were we watching when someone dropped the R word and we were like, but the way they used it was really, really funny. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah. It was Thanksgiving. This is a similar situation in, in this movie. But uh, like I said, I will let you all uh, experience that on your own. I don't want to take all the wind out of the sails of Santa's sleigh because I strongly mm-hmm. urge that you go watch it free on the peacocks guys go check it out get your spirits up deck your fucking halls do all those things yeah we're just we're just over here spreading a little yuletide fear you know <laughs> yeah. like uh, yeah. to quote the movie we'll just yeah. we'll go with that to quote, to quote santa claus <laughs> <laughs> santa claus i like love it so um a couple of things one we don't know what we're gonna do next week yet do we have do we know I don't think we, we don't do. know we'll discuss it yeah we will discuss it, but you know what? We're going to bring some more spooky Yuletide cheer your way, probably in some some uh, manner or another. If you haven't already and you want to help us this week, you will see it in the Instagram story. I'll probably post a link to it in some capacity on the feed as well. Um, and then we'll also put the um, vote over on the Twitters as well. Um, you will get the opportunity to vote for our January showdown episode, which I'm super psyched about because I'd be thrilled to do any of these. Again, back to school favorite Hitchcock or musical horror films. Once again, at Halloween is forever on Instagram at Halloween forever on Twitter. Halloween is forever podcast on Facebook at Halloween is forever pod on TikTok. Halloween is forever pod on a G muse. Um, check it out. Send us suggestions, vote, uh, and that's what we're going to be doing for January. But we got a lot of spooky, ooky Christmas stuff between then and now. So uh, anything else that we're forgetting before we sign off to this here's festive mini so That's it. That's all, folks. Well, f- if that's the case, guys, for the Halloween is Forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm Megan. I'm Steve. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.